Hello, and welcome to the WWIA Podcast. We're honored to have you join us in our mission to bring honor, connection, and healing to America's combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, we welcome you. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Please be sure to tell others about our podcast and leave us a review if you're enjoying what you're hearing. On the latest episode of the WWIA Podcast, WWIA founder and CEO John McDaniel welcomes Mr. Eric Martinez. Eric is the owner and CEO for Old Dogs New Tricks, LLC, a product development and marketing company that owns a portfolio of consumer packaged goods and products that include energy drinks, energy shots and powders under the Pursuit Energy brand, ready to drink and packaged coffee, beef and game jerky, and dog treats all sold under the Pursuit brand. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Eric worked in a private equity firm as a managing director with oversight over certain portfolio companies. During his career, Eric held senior executive positions in various privately held and private equity owned companies, including ProCare Automotive Service Solutions, Leo Burnett USA, Outboard Marine Corporation, and Favorite Brands International. Early in his career, he held executive and management positions within publicly held companies including IMC Global, General Electric as part of GE Plastics, Amico Corporation, and Ernst & Young. Eric earned a Master's of Management from Kellogg Graduate School of Management and a BBA with a concentration in accounting from the University of Notre Dame. He's a CPA who currently resides in Wisconsin with his wife Becky and two healers, Harley and Buell. Let's jump right into the conversation with John and Eric now. Hi, I'm John McDaniel, founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is our podcast, Honor, Connect, and Heal. You know, I just want to thank everybody for for tuning in. I'm I'm told through the uh, th- through my 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 team here that the the podcast we're doing are are being well received, and I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who's listening out there. And I also wanted to mention that today. With us here we are in December. I don't know what time you're going to be listening to this, but Christmas is coming coming around the corner, and uh, I've I've got with us a very special guest who's an amazing supporter for the foundation. His name is Eric Martinez, and Eric is the owner and CEO of Pursuit Energy, which is a national lifestyle brand, and they've got some amazing products. And I've sampled them and we've distributed them to our heroes, and so that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome to the program, Eric. Thank you, John. I appreciate the time, and I'm a little humbled that we're doing this on Pearl Harbor Day. Um, so I hope I can really live up to the uh, uh, the honor and the importance of today. It is an important day, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you know, this morning I, I get this little history feed, feed. I appreciate you mentioning Pearl Harbor Day, um, but you know, I get this little feed um, to my email every day, and it's 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 history. This on this day in history, it's just interesting. Yeah, you know, this morning I, I read about, I was reading about, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor. And, um, you know, of course, I'm a student of, of history and, and, you know, certainly of conflict, given my, my background. And one of the things I did not know is that the radar operators, um, you know, they picked up at Pearl Harbor. Okay, it was a surprise attack. Everybody knows that. But they picked up, believe it or not, you may know this, but they picked up on radar 
a, uh, a, a you know a large mass formation of aircraft heading towards the island, and but they didn't do anything. Okay, they didn't alert anybody about it because they were expecting friendly forces in mass, you know, to to be inbound to 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 land there at, at Pearl Harbor or, or in the islands. So they didn't alert anybody. Wasn't that it was a complete failure? It's just that. You know, they, they, oh, you know, this is, you know, this is who we expect's coming in. And it wasn't, it, you know, it was the Japanese. And so anyway, um, I didn't know that, you know, I mean, I love learning things I, that I, that I previously didn't know, but we're not here to talk about Pearl Harbor. We're here to talk about pursuit energy. <laughs> yes. So let's do that. Let's, let's, let's talk about pursuit energy. Um, tell us about your brand and tell us about, you know, what you're doing in this space well um we are a consumer packaged good company we're focused our flagship is an energy drink uh, a lot of folks that i've talked to think i'm crazy to try to compete with the big guys like monster red bull Mon uh Rockstar. never heard of them never right heard exactly them. they're not in this space uh even though they dominate and have about 65 percent of the um the market share but you know, we, we started looking back about six years ago. I got introduced to someone who was starting this brand and spoke to me about uh, the fact that the whole outdoor industry and specifically kind of the hunting demographic was an underserved uh, consumer when it came to uh, consumer packaged goods. And what I mean by that is mostly beverages and snacks. Mm -hmm. And they had this concept about branding something. And, and back then, they, uh, the initial uh, uh, entry point was with Mossy Oak to have a co-branded product with Mossy Oak, which is kind of Bill the Sug. Yeah, that, that whole Toxie Haze. You, you, know, you know the guys, Toxie Haze, that whole group. And uh, I got very interested and then became the owner of the business because I loved it. And, and I felt like I had a good a good way to promote it. So we are what we consider ourselves as far as how we communicate to our consumers. We're America's hunting lifestyle brand. And I took that concept of an energy drink. And if you know anything about that market, it's really matured. Uh, those brands that I talked about, like Monster Red Bull Rockstar, uh, the sub-segmentation has grown into sports energy. So you have your core energy, your sports energy, and now you have these lifestyle brands that are coming out. Uh, you probably know a couple of them. There's NAS, which is looking at uh, National Hot Rod Association. You have Full Throttle, which takes a look at uh, targeting and communicating with motorcycle folks. Uh, you have G Fuel that looks at gamers as well as ghosts. And once again, I was very attracted from a business mindset uh, to really focus products on the hunting community. And that's it's a narrow focus and design, uh, but we're looking to get cohort communities that are really interested in the rugged outdoor lifestyle. So immediately you think about fishing, right? If you hunt, mm -hmm. you definitely fish. And then we're starting to get motocross guys. And then I didn't want to be a one-dimensional company. So I've inserted a couple of snacks. So now we've expanded into something natural, right? Coffee, which is a caffeinated beverage. Uh, and then extend even further into jerky and dog treats, which are all snacks that really relate to this mm -hmm. community. And it's really easy to communicate with them. And uh, I've reached out to a bunch of people and made sure that, um, you know, in today's world, when you're building a brand, the company doesn't really own the brand. The consumer does. So I've really re 
had an outreach program of engaging folks. And similar to some of the gear companies and the apparel companies, we've created a field staff program to get folks engaged and really uh, speaking about talking to and really putting the product into the natural occasion of when people hunt, whether it's mm-hmm. pre-hunting activities, hunting activities, fishing activities. Um, and they love the products. I mean, first and foremost, we're all about the USA. So everything is made in source in the USA, except for the coffee beans. Uh, but and, and we don't have products that are in places. I'm, I'm a New York City person and uh, kind of like the pace the pace salsa commercial you know it's it's it wouldn't be authentic and credible to have a hunting brand out of new york city so uh, all our places of manufacture are really relevant to the outdoor space so our jerky is made out of uh, uh, bozeman montana our mm. coffee is roasted in minnesota uh, specifically chaska and our flavor house for the drinks are out of malvern arkansas so when people really talk about who we are it's to the core we're trying to build this brand from the from the ground floor up as a usa branded company everything source manufactured in the usa and then undergirding kind of our messaging with the hunting community is the fact that we want to do things uh, similar to other brands out in the space, which is support our veterans. I think in uh, today's political environment and what's happening uh, from a business perspective, I wanted to make sure that we're doing our part uh, to make sure that we're employing people in the U.S. and we're supporting some of our greatest heroes, which is those who have served. Excellent. You know, I got it. I gotta tell you, I, I I don't every day. I think for the last, I'm gonna say forty years at least. Um, you know, I've when I wake up, I like go to the coffee pot. You know, I mean, back in the day, you used to, you know, there's percolators and there's thousands of ways to get <laughs> coffee today, right? And I mean, you got a little Keurig thing here in the office. You know, these little pucks that I put in. But before I get to the office. You know, I'm I'm doing at my house. I put on a I put on a tea a teapot, right? That's I, every day. Whether I'm at Camp Hackett or I'm here, you know, in Apollo Beach, you know, I'm 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 boiling water, and you know, until it whistles, and then I you know get my little my, my little cone filter out, and I put my coffee in it, and I do a pour over. And that's how I do my that because I, I drink like two or three cups in the morning, you know. And that's how I like my coffee. And you sent me a care package a couple months ago, and it had two different brands of your coffee in it. One was the morning blend, as I recall, and the other was like Mississippi mud. Right. Is that Mike? Did I get that right? Breakfast blend, which is our plain vanilla one, and then there's the Mississippi mud, which is flavored. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, I I, you know I've been sparingly uh, using them because I'm trying to you know stretch it out a little bit. And really get to understand, uh, you know, what it's, you know, what what that coffee's all about. And I really enjoy it. Um, it and it is um, at least uh, the morning blend. You got to be, you got to be a little careful with. How, I mean, the, how much you put in because that that that'll that'll get you going, man. That 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 is. <laughs> I mean, you talk about energy. You know, I've had I had a couple of cups of that this morning. And I'm like, you know, I get in the office. I'm like, I don't even need any more coffee. I'm like, good to go, man. It's it's like rocket fuel. It's and it's it's delicious. Uh, and I I opened this morning just because I knew we were going to be chatting. I did I did the Mississippi mud, and I really enjoy that. I think I actually might like that one a little bit more. They're both delicious. And then uh, of course the orange. You know, the you've got an energy drink. 
And I'll, this is what I, you've got a whole line of energy drinks, and and you sent me some of those. You even got a zero sugar uh, line, of zero zero sugar, because I, I I try to really watch the, my intake of sugar. So I appreciate you sending me that. But we took the rest of it up to Camp Hackett, and it disappeared like smoke. You know, the fall <laughs> it was gone, man. I mean, everybody drank everything; it was gone. Um, uh, and there's a lot of guys out there. At least you see. I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm the last generation. Oh, last I'm, I made the cutoff for the baby boomers. So you know, like that's where I'm at, right? And and uh, but a lot of these younger guys, X, Y, Gen, whatever they are, millennials, millennials. I don't even know what the if I'm even saying that right. But um, <laughs> folks younger than me, you know, a lot of them aren't drinking coffee. You know, old school guys like me are drinking coffee. But you know, I was surprised to see guys popping the top on a pursuit energy drink in the morning before they went out to a hunt because if you were given an option uh, the option which they were you know we have soda i'm not a soda drinker you know i mean occasionally i might drink a diet soda or something but um you know I, but we have that available for them because we've got some great people up there in the north woods that that supply us with all kinds of beverages for the heroes when we're at camp but um their guys pop on the tops on your stuff um you know, in the morning before they're going off on a goose hunt or a, a deer hunt. And a lot of guys are in that position where they're just not, they, they don't like, or they don't drink coffee. And I'm like, you don't drink coffee. You were in the, you were in the army and you, or the Marine Corps. And you don't drink coffee. I mean, what's going on? And it's because of products like yours, you know, I mean, they, they would rather drink a, you know, a pursuit energy than they would drink a cup of coffee. And uh, I, you know, I, when you make it available, uh, they they'll, they'll drink it and they like it. So I just wanted to thank you for that care package and 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 tell you that you know we we certainly enjoyed it. I don't think we got any jerky from you because um, I, I I would have eaten that. And I don't have a dog anymore, so we didn't get any dog treats. But I, I that's next on my my hit list is getting some of your jerky and 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 running that downrange. Well, John, you know what? Um, anytime I will send you, I'll restock you up personally, and then we'll make sure we'll get some more stuff up to Camp Hackett to make sure that uh, all, all the guys that come visit and hunt or, or just commune, as I'm sure you guys do. You hunt, you do a lot yep. of things, but you probably just have a community to come together and, and reinforce that that brotherhood that you guys have. And uh, we'll send some stuff up there. Um John, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm in your group. I'm, I'm probably on the tail end of the baby boom. You know, that it's mm -hmm. always changing, right? That 63, yeah. 64, 65. Yeah. Uh, so I, I consider myself a baby boomer as well. I'm, I'm a great studier of business and of kind of behavior. And, and you're spot on. It's very interesting how uh, the younger generations, uh, they're kind of finicky and they, they spread their kind of uh, uh beverage and food occasions into different pockets mm -hmm. uh you know the the starbucks and the the other folks with the craft brew or uh, craft mm -hmm. coffee brews are pretty interesting i mean it they it's not even coffee i think sometimes i think they're just drinking candy that it's coffee is kind of the base and then they start putting all this uh, shots of whatever into it yeah. uh and, and i really just wanted to Foo -foo speak coffee. to yeah, exactly. It's 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 really candy, and um, but we you're, you're correct. The younger guys, you know, which is a traditional uh, targeted demographic, mm -hmm. they just get up in the morning, and it's incredible, right? They start drinking two, three, four cans of sixteen ounce energy drinks, and uh, so that's interesting from a proposition standpoint, right? Sure. We can enter into this great growing uh, market. 
and hopefully compete for the minds of some of these guys. But what we really found is what you said is, um, you know this, John, you, you are personally a hunter, you're an outdoorsman, you really know that mindset. And uh, everyone that's in hunting, there is no shortage of opinions on what apparel, what gear is the best, you know, mm-hmm. Matthews bow versus PSE. Mm-hmm. And imagine, uh, and you go past that, like, which is the best uh, camo? Is it Realtree, Mossy Oak, uh, Cryptech? ICO, go Sitka, go down the list, and depending on how much you want to pay, you're a fan of that 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 camo. And what we really like about this targeted audience, and and I tell people this is, uh, I wasn't a hunter. I'm an outdoors like athlete, if you will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I go out and uh, do a lot of motorcycle riding, skiing, you name it. I do that stuff, and uh, used to be a boater. Mm-hmm. And I love these communities. And what was really nice about this community is they embrace outsiders pretty quickly and have introduced me to bow fishing, to mm-hmm. bow hunting, to rifle yeah. hunting. Yeah. And when I introduced the product, that's what's attractive, right? If if we really you, – you they're very discriminating and they want high-quality products. And I think you've kind of underscored what we try to do with like the coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's small batch roasted. So when we compare it to the larger guys – um the fine tuning of the flavoring and the fact that we don't have high acidity makes that product real good the jerky is uh direct usa cattle and beef it's not a big meat processor that makes it um they make it specifically for us because there's a type of jerky uh, which is called knotted jerky up in the pacific northwest that they traditionally do i had them do more of a tenderized jerky because folks across the nation really like something an easier chew if you will and then with regard to the energy drinks there's a ton of guys in our space that love it but there's no light you know you grab a monster monster doesn't really represent uh hunting or the outdoor space and uh we've changed that and i think between the community which has been very embracing to me personally, which I'm excited about, and the fact that we can deliver a product that meets their 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 needs, uh, and they really want it, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, the younger guys want it. Yeah. And what's nice too is that uh, the feedback that we've gotten from trade shows is uh, when you get past that 18 to 35 targeted range, and uh, I call it some of the guys that are older, you know, 44, 50, uh, not only are health conscious, but they're kind of brand conscious. They feel like they're aging out of a monster. It doesn't look too cool to be drinking a monster and you're 50. Uh, so we kind of meet that particular personality and say, hey, here's a brand that you can drink that you don't have to worry about age. And the fact that we have the zeros really ac- accommodates not only guys that are sugar sensitive, but also that are pre-diabetic that we see. And uh, so I feel good about not only having a business that I think has a quality product that tastes really good. I think competitively on a taste standpoint, we mask the bitterness that traditionally comes with energy drinks and also with the uh, the sucralose, which is the, the sweetener, the artificial sweetener that's used. It doesn't taste, I don't think, if, you know, I'll ask you, but I think the zero sugar products really don't taste like zero sugar or diet products. And, uh, uh, we've done a great job of building that community. So we're kind of more community first. Mm-hmm. And then I'll engage those guys and bring them more products that they want. And then I get the benefit of their high loyalty 
once they're we get past that they truly like the product and this community aspect of it i'll, I'll go back to the field staff uh the community aspect of it is such a beneficial part for us as an early stage business because uh, the way we market today is through the folks that you've talked about at Camp Hackett that once they try it, the best marketing is not a commercial or a radio ad or post things. It's really word of mouth in our community. And uh, there is no better group of folks to have backing your product than the hunting, fishing community and veterans. Those guys are high powered. They're very passionate and they probably know how to promote it better than the company. Yeah, and and they're they're loyal, you know. I mean, that's that's the other thing is, you know, uh, uh, you know, the what I've, I wouldn't I wouldn't still be doing this to be honest with you. That being serving, you know, combat wounded, um, you know, almost twenty years after retiring, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing this if if it wasn't, uh, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for the the loyalty uh, that that I see on a daily basis that uh, brand you know I say brand loyalty or loyalty to me loyalty to the foundation I think it's the most underrated character value on the planet quite frankly and um, and so I am very very dialed into the idea of of, of loyalty you know loyalty to you know this country um, you know loyalty to you know each other uh, you know, loyalty amongst veterans, uh, you know, et cetera. You, you know, that, that, that to me, and of course you could talk about brand loyalty too. I mean, I think that fits in there, you know, certainly as well, but it, it's just a very str- strong and powerful force. You know, getting back to what you, 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 you mentioned, you know, on this idea of, uh, you know, choice, right. And, 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 you know, people make decisions every day, hundreds of them, you know, what am I going to wear? You know, what am I going to drink? What am I going to do when I get up? You know, what am I going to do when I get to work? You know, and and so you know, one of the things you you you, you look at, uh, you know, this idea of of you know trying something for the first time that you've never like your brand. You know, I mean, they pursued energy, trying your coffee, you know, trying one of your energy drinks, trying some of your jerky. You know, once you, once somebody get, you know, and you like it, you know, whatever it is, you got, you know, uh, hey, I identify with this thing, whatever it is, you know, and, I, and I'm loyal to it once I begin to, you know, enjoy it because it, it makes, it makes my life better. You know, I just, you know, I enjoy this. I enjoy this thing. And, and oh, by the way, you know, we're very tribal. And if you're in my tribe, you know, I want to be in your, you know, I consider what you're doing as part of, you know, if you're in my tribe and you're doing something in this case, you know, you've got this, you know, energy company and you've been supporting the foundation, liking the things that we do um, and and delivering your products to us and, and, and all of this. You know, to me, that's an expression of loyalty. And I, and I just I genuinely, you know, appreciate it. And, um, you know, we, we see that a lot with our, our heroes, too. Once they, once they have been on one of our events, you know, they typically want to, you know, go again. You know, there's a great, they just had a great experience. And, um, you know, the funny thing about, you know, this idea of choice, you know, when you were in the military, in the Army, or the Marine Corps, you didn't have a lot of choice. You know, you really didn't. Right. You got right. the camouflage that they gave you. You know, you got the food that they fed you. 
you know, when you get out, out of the military and you take off your uniform and now like, you know, I remember, you know, when I got back from my first, you know, deployment, my first, you know, combat deployment, you know, I remember coming home and I, I was single, I was a single guy, you know, so I, I mean, when I came home, I, what did I, I, I went to my, I came home to, you know, Leesburg, you know, Leesville, Louisiana is where I came home to. It was not my home. My home was Wisconsin, but I was on active duty. But I remember, I remember I was living in a house with like four other dudes, all lieutenants, you know, at the time. And I remember coming home and, and you know, I, I just looked around the house and I thought to myself, you know, I can actually go to that refrigerator over there and open it up and just choose whatever I want to choose, you know, right? The freedom of choice. Right. And and that's the you know that's the thing when you get out of the service you're like wow all these choices I have I get to choose you know what kind of you know I mean what 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 kind of camouflage I'm going to wear kind of bow I'm going to hunt with you know you know what weapon systems I'm going to use you know all who am I going to hang out with and all that and you know and so it's good you know it's good and we we really do appreciate all that you're doing to help our veterans and and the foundation. You know, you mentioned earlier something about motocross and being into motocross. I understand that Brett Stralo, who is a, a veteran himself and, and a motocross racer, I understand you guys are hooked up with him, right? Yeah, my. You know, it's funny. It's it's. We'll talk about more about that loyalty, and I, and I think the foundational piece of that loyalty is is um, really the connection through service, right? I think if you do yeah. things for others, right. With authenticity, yeah. that's where loyalty yeah. comes back and, and repays itself. And I think uh, too many companies, which is it's great what you talked about with regard to you're in the service, you, you know, it's, it's there's a command system and hierarchy that's there. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of choices, and you come out, and then now you have these freedoms, and with those freedoms are responsibilities. And then you have on the other side, from a commercial aspect, you have people that want to exploit certain things. But they don't really have the true authentic, uh, the true authentic uh, expression of really trying to serve. They're just trying to sell a product, and they'll try to randomly, you know, go ahead and support something to to uh, not only pull at your heartstrings but pull at your purse strings, right? And uh, what's interesting is I've when I first started this journey with Pursuit about six years ago, I would I would talk about it, and people would listen and kind of test whether it's at a trade show or one-on-one that kind of tests if I'm serious about the uh, uh, what I feel about the service that I want pursuit to be a part of and uh, my my success with connecting with WWIA and with Brett Stralo to bring it full circle around has been kind of a random walk uh, Brett Stralo was just kind of a he needs sponsors, as you know. Anyone who's in the professional world, whether you're doing NASCAR, you're doing PBR, you're doing motocross, you need sponsors to help you, you know, purchase put your tires equipment, on, put tires yeah. on, on your bike, <laughs> and entry, entry fees, etc. And don't ask me why, but through the new world of Instagram, uh, he reached out to me, mm-hmm. and he happens to be part-time bow hunter. Uh, He's a father, he's a construction worker, and he's also a pro uh, motocross racer. So at first, it, it didn't intuitively, you know, in my mind, as I'm targeting the and designing a product for the hunting world, uh, 
then intuitively occurred to me that, hey, other than the fact that we were connected and the fact that he had a veteran cause, um, I was like, okay, let me hear your story. And uh, we had a chat and, and it was really compelling. He, he does something that's called two-wheel therapy where he takes veterans who are thinking about suicide or um, really concerned about their health and safety. And uh, he brings them on as honorary pit crew guys. He teaches them what they have to do at a particular race. He suits them up at every race. And then to the extent that they want to move forward and, uh, and even participate, he will train them on motocross. He'll get them a bike. He'll do this stuff. So in my mind, I started thinking about, wow, that kind of fits in with what I want to do, which is I don't want to be this, this kind of uh, commercial business person that's just giving money not not that these these charities are bad but you know it's kind of too easy to say okay we give a thousand bucks to tunnels of towers we give a thousand bucks to wounded warriors yeah we support veterans i told people that i'm always looking for uh veterans who help veterans they have their charities because no one knows in my mind no one knows how to serve and support veterans than other veterans and uh, so we were, right. we were we were pretty excited about what Brett Stralo's story was, and then the fact that he said I could get you on motocross, and uh, he understood our position as an early stage business, and we've started that journey. We're on our second year. Uh, he's the one that extended our relationship into the motocross world with Veteran MX. So we got a probably four or five uh, amateur and pro folks that are part of Veteran MX that support us and put our decals you know they have these graphic kits for the motocross bikes and uh for free you know in nascar you pay millions to be on a small panel uh and for free these guys have taken our logo and say these guys support veterans and i tell you um it's pretty exciting and that kind of loyalty where they just send us product we're going to be at the race we're going to hand out your product we're going to promote the product and it's it's gone a long way to be very helpful in increasing the awareness of the brand in a different venue mm-hmm. and still speaks to that crowd and then i, I talk about you and, and uh, we still have to actually do an official press release about our relationship and then i really want to once we start cooking and and getting our product in brick and mortar retail is start really getting a uh, our partnership where we're funding uh wounded wars in action and and that was a random walk right david uh i was posting something mm-hmm. about a veterans day or something and there was a tight i I had repurposed the post it's like the funniest story in the world how did john and eric get connected it's like i re i reposted and or repurposed and and posted something about a particular veterans day like i always do and david saw a typo and he was i don't know why he was following the page but he called he says hey i'd like to help you out i just want you to know that your post has a typo and i said oh my god i said that's that's bad and i said i don't <laughs> i'm not really a, a a guy that uses you know adobe acrobat or whatever he said i'll fix it for you and he did fix it and then we started having a conversation and then he said you know what i kind of like your brand i like what you're doing and he he really told me about the core of what you do which is taking Mm -hmm. the purple heart recipients out on these missions that you call the hunts and i started saying wait a minute (laughs) i've been looking for well-established charity that really supports the folks that i can't do 
Like I don't have an expertise in helping veterans. And when I read your charter and the complete mission and then met you, John, on the call, not not only were you kind enough to, to engage and have a conversation with a small business like ours, but it reinforced the intersection of where we wanted to be, which is be with hunting group and also support veterans. And what not a better way to have a charity that's led by a veteran that takes Purple Heart recipients out on hunts. That was like the perfect thing. And that was not, John, that wasn't planned, right? I didn't call you. Right. I didn't, no, that was just a, a random walk and, and being blessed by David, taking the time to kind of reach out just to, just to correct yeah. a typo. And I think uh, my hopes is as we grow as a brand, once again, it, it circles back to my point that if we could be of service directly or indirectly by connecting with organization and charities like yours that make a difference in the hunting community or directly with our veterans and that has the success that you guys have had with veterans, uh, not only does that help us for business, but I feel good and I think our community surrounded by our brand feels good that we're actually doing the work that we should do in support of our veterans. Yeah. No, that's 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 great. Yeah, D- David. David's uh, like that, you know. I mean, th- thank God he uh, found your typo, right? But he exactly. he, mentioned, <laughs> he, he mentioned to me that you know he he mentioned it to me, and I said, well, yeah, you know, um, you know, just develop that a little bit, see where it goes, and you know, next thing you know, you and I were chatting on the phone. So I I, I certainly appreciate it, and we we uh you know we're doing what we can to to support you as you support us and and we want to uh be as successful uh, or we want you to be as successful as as you want to be and and um you know on that topic i mean just give us some insight into your vision like you know I mean, my my vision you know i mean i wrote a thing for you know 2025 once upon a time um you know and that i wrote that almost you know 10 years ago like where do you want to be in 2025, you know? And, and so, you know, I wrote that back in like 2015, I think. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I know what's in it. I mean, I wrote it. I don't need to go back and look at it. Um, but it's funny, you know, how you sort of chart where you think you want to be or where you want to go strategically. You know, the army was really good about doing that, you know, vision 2025, you know, you're, I remember, I remember, you know, as we, as we turned the corner in the year 2000, the army was publishing, you know, it's vision 2025. And I'm like, 2025, I thought, my goodness, it'll be the Jetsons, you know, by that time. You know? <laughs> and I was re- I actually read it, you know, I read every vision that came out, you know, every five years or so the army posted a, or published another, you know, vision. And, and I always just thought it was really interesting because it forces people to think deeply into you know into time and space and go you know really where do i want to be you know and not me personally you know you could do that for yourself i think that's a healthy exercise but for an organization you know i think it's important to you know that the leaders uh, or the leader looks at it and says okay you know this is where i want to be in the year 2025 you know or this is where i want to be in the year 2050 you know, as an organization, because, you know, by charting that or giving, you know, allusion to that or illuminating those ideas, you know, gives employees and anybody who's interested in your in your enterprise, you know, where's this guy or where's this gal think they, they want to be or where are they going? You know, are they, you know, do they really have a vision for the future? And so, you know, with that said, uh, you know, just, just curious, you know, you mentioned at the start of the program, you know, where you guys are in the 
grand scheme of things against the you know those that have you know the lion's share of the market set. But you know what what are your what are your thoughts on 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 the future of pursued energy and where you want to be you know five ten fifteen years from now? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think vision you know this is back in the day in the mid to late 80s that companies really started thinking about mission vision values right really trying yeah. to integrate those those things and and i don't even know if that's still uh something that's hot uh but i think you're right i think framing where you'd like to be at least gives you a roadmap mm-hmm. and, and and allows you to th- go from a high level vision to what are the steps and milestones that you need to achieve to get there and always knowing that at some point markets change things deviate so you need to be prepared for that but i think our plan is pretty simple and uh, you know it's really driven first by the structure of the business which is we can't do good and serve our community until we grow so i would say the first couple of years where we're, we're trying to do is build awareness in the brand, uh, get traction and really get placement into into traditional brick and mortar retail, which I don't know if you, you know how difficult that is, but it mm-hmm. is very costly and difficult to get placement into the, you, you name it, the Circle Ks, 7-Elevens and stuff like that. But we're in that grind right now and our tremendous focus and, and capital intensity is to get there. But once we get what I would say is is when we get a little bit above water with regard to getting great placement, uh, great sales, and and really driving what traditionally happens in a business, especially for the beverage space and the snack space, then really it's it's to continue to build and reinforce what we want to do, which has kind of two legs outside of the business piece, mm-hmm. some of which reinforces kind of the brand and, and should accelerate sales, but really what that what that idea of service is which is twofold one is you know this in the hunting space uh it has not been growing in recent years and probably the 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 growing part of it has been the entry of of uh, female hunters so that's been a growing sub portion of the the group but i think what's really been lost is the generational hunting where granddad took grandson dad took son and i think those are not only good for the hunting uh the, the passionate hunting group, but it's also good about family values, like really reconnecting in this world where everyone is is uh, walking in the street, driving a car and perpetually looking down and texting or looking at Instagram. We need to get away from that. We need to get away from PS2s or PS5s or whatever the new game is at home. We really need to get people to commune together, especially families. And I I want to be supportive of that. So with regard to hunting, fishing, whatever comes out, whatever builds a community that not only brings uh, men and women together, which we need, uh, to engage socially, uh, which helps us spiritually as well. Uh, I want things that will provide occasions where families can share those activities together and, and increase the bond that they have. So we look for things like um, what would be a good one, like field to fork programs that are supported by DNRs by state to make sure that we're first we're introducing mm-hmm. new people into the hunting environment, mm-hmm. get them away from this fear of what's hunting and it's killing Bambi and really getting, it's kind of a core innate thing that the human race had to do, right? It had to hunt for food. It had to harvest, you know, yeah. uh, you know, vegetables and grains to make other foods like bread and, and be healthy. 
And uh, no matter what Bill Gates will say about eating crickets, I'm not there. I think we need to eat meat and we need to eat, you know, vegetables and we'll be very healthy. It's 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 really supported us through, throughout our history as humans. Uh, so I really want to reinforce those things. Anything that creates opportunities to bring in the new population of, of next hunters, what we're actually seeing, we're seeing an interest and I think it's turning. We're seeing an interest from urban centers where because people want this free range or meats that are not uh, processed and, and, and cattle yeah, that GMO, are steroid, right, that right. all that stuff. Now people are going like, oh, my God, maybe if I go hunting, I'll get better. Protein. Yeah. So now I, I'm also pursuit will have a strong service minded uh support system that really helps to bring in new people and support families so that they could take their family. And I'd love posting. If you look at our Instagram and Facebook, uh, especially when we have women hunters, they take their kids out hunting, yeah. you know, they, they teach them how to field dress at an early stage. They get them so that they're not scared about this whole process and, and really be respectful as you know, respectful for our environment and they're great conservationists right they mm -hmm. they really do want to manage this and so we can have better hunting for future generations so we want to be very supportive of that and then supportive of veterans and that's something john where i think i'd lean on you as our relationship grows but the first extension is to something natural which is our brands really help with veterans are, are in the hunting and fishing space. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a natural. But I think to the extent that we can do more, mm -hmm. uh, I would probably lean on you to say, what more can we do and what are the areas of support that veterans truly need, whether it's mm -hmm. homelessness or mental health mm -hmm. or, or something, right, uh, to make sure that we – we pay back to the community that supported this country and, and, and yeah. in many regards gave gave a lot of stuff up, personal things up, even their bodies for us. So mm -hmm. I think those are things that I want to do. And then the last thing is as we grow, uh, you know, your centerpiece, and, and, and I don't want to speak for a WWIA, but I think the centerpiece of Camp Hackett as a place to, to have a community, to bring people together, to do activities, but also to share stories and, and, uh, and really build that brotherhood and sisterhood. Right. It, I think we would like to have something similar, like maybe a camp pursuit um, mm. and where people can come and, and not only, you know, invite some of our, strategic partners to come and talk about business and have presentations, but also to bring people, uh, all types of folks to come and hunt and come and just commune and engage for a little bit, whether it's, we give away, you know, a, a three day hunt or to a family or something. I think that would be nice to invest in just a couple of acres where people can hunt. You, you know, what's happening out there. Less and less private land is available. Mm -hmm. uh, for hunting and uh, the number of tags out there continues to reduce so pe the hunters have the challenges from state policies but uh, if I can also have a destination for the brand that really reinforces and serves folks both the field staff people that engage with the brand and even share it with you John with with some of your folks that if there's hunting that we could do on our property and we can make that available Mm -hmm. to 
<clears throat> charities that could bring folks. You know, it's WWIA not only does the hunting piece, you do fishing. And I've had a lot of people call me up where uh, up in Grand Rapids, a bunch of boating captains love to take veterans out on fishing trips and they look for sponsors. And I'm a big sponsor of that. It's not under a charity, but it's guys that know me and call me up connections that I've made with other pro staffers at Mossy Oak and Realtree and they make they make me aware of these things. So we want that's what we want to be and we want to make sure that we dedicate that. But it really is there there is the component that's just straight business. You know, I can't lie about that. Without the profits we can't do service. And we are gonna make sure that we build up the business, be a profitable company so that we can really then start increasing the dollars that'll push to people that that can do the service. We either do it directly through a, a camp pursuit but we're going to have to do it with charities like yours that really identify the folks that really should benefit from some kind of support and service that we could provide. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you touched on something that um, we're really beginning to focus on more so, and just the language anyway is, I think, important. Uh, I don't think we really uh, described it this way until here recently. Um, but this idea of the, these protective factors, these are protective factors. You know, what what is the foundation doing? You know, we honor, connect, heal. You know, there's lots of ways describing what we do and lots of layers regarding what we do, um, you know, and the benefits thereof or therein. You know, it just depends on who you, who you talk to. But uh, this idea recently surfaced is coming around again and again is this idea of these protective factors, things that protect against, uh, you know, this plight of suicide, which is, you know, so we're losing, uh, according to the Veterans Administration, something like, you know, 20 veterans a day to suicide, you know, and that's, that's just, uh, that's just unacceptable. It's just, it blows my mind, you know, during the course of our conversation, statistically speaking, you know, a veteran's already taken their life. And that's, uh, there's just, there's, we need to be doing something about that. And the foundation has been doing something about that. And you're supporting that. And, you know, that's, there. I think the, you know, the, those that are really into, the, you know, the psychology of it all and, you know, trying to describe or make meaning out of something that's inherently complex, you know, they've, they're, they're using this term protect, protective factors, you know, and, and I just scribbled a few things down on a piece of paper while you were chatting and, you know, if you say, you know, well, you're taking hunting and fishing. Well, what does that have to do with a protective factor? Well, you know, that's really just, you know, the thing we're doing. But but what's happening behind the scene, you know, as you know, is, you know, there's there's not, we're introducing them to communities that care and people that genuinely care. You know, we care about them as a as a person. We care about what they did you know, uh, for our country while they were wearing uniform, and some of them are still wearing uniform, you know. But this idea of connecting them with each other, connecting them with the outdoors, connecting them with people and communities who care, this reinstilling a sense of purpose, you know, hey, in meaning in their life, you know, what I did was valued, you know, and, and these people here that I don't even know, you know, I just rocked up to this Northwoods, Wisconsin, you know, some guy named Jake picked me up in this big truck and we traveled an hour to get to camp and here they are out in the middle of nowhere. What the heck's going on here? You know, well, you know, there's no Wi-Fi, you know, there's no internet, 
Um, you know, your cell phone works some of the time, but you're, you know, there's a lot of trust, you know, that goes into getting on a plane, you know, if you're a veteran, uh, you know, and, and especially if you're a combat wounded veteran, um, you know, for the first few years, we, we, we experienced a lot of dropouts and guys that just like, I'm not, you know, get right up to the point where it's time to get on a plane. They're like, I'm not doing this, you know, and then they just check out, you know, you just never hear from them again. Uh, or they would just say, you know, hey, you know, my, they'd come up with some wild, crazy excuse why they didn't get on the plane. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, those those days are pretty much over for us. We don't see that anymore. And, you know, the further you get away from combat, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they were, you know, duking it out and, you know, 17, 18 years ago, you know, and at the height of the Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, wars and Operation Enduring, you know, freedom and all of that, you know, it's been 15 of course, you know, we just pulled out of Afghanistan, of course, you know, um, that, that that was a 20-year, you know, war, if you will, conflict. But, you know, these protective factors, you know, and, and uh, you know, anytime we can brighten our network and where people like you and companies like Pursuit are interested in supporting what we're doing, you're adding to the value of what we're doing. And and the, so these, these protective factors are something that are really important, you know, and and a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it is subconscious. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it's hard to put your finger on it, but if the, here's these people that you don't know that are, you know, planning this detailed operation, they're funding the whole thing, you know, and then you're going to go out and harvest something that you get to eat that's, you know, that, that you personally harvested, um, you know, and so you're getting this organic protein in your body. You might be sharpening a skill set or learning a new skill set. Uh, hunting or fishing that you never did. Some guys are really experienced in it. Some guys, it's their first time, you know. But at the end of the day, you're going to sit around a fire, you know, in the middle of nowhere uh, in most cases, you know, and, and you're going to, you know, ha in a safe environment, surrounded by like-minded people, you know, we're tribal in nature. You can't you can't say it any other way, you know. And, and there's tribes within tribes, you know. I mean, this hunting community, it's a tribe. You know, but within that hunting community, you got subordinate tribes, you know, or, or, you know, you got the guys that are, you know, archers, guys that are, you know, rifle guys, guys that are both and guys that are, you know, love to hunt ducks and turkeys and you know, all these little, you know, things, you know, sub sub tribes, if you will, of part of a, you know, a larger community of shared and common interest. You know, and so that I think that circles back to this idea of being part of something, you know, and and when you get out of the military, you know, that you, when you're no longer wearing a uniform, it's a big, scary world out there for a lot of guys. And so to to, to get reconnected, uh, you know, to get reblued, if you will, you know, get in get in a safe place where you can, you know, connect again. And, and get in reset. You know, I hear that a lot. Well, you know, I got, you know, sort of like getting my, my clock, my internal computer, you know, reset. And, right. um, you know, and, and we all need that. You don't have to be a veteran to do it. There's a lot of people before, I, you know, before, you know, hey, uh, I was a sportsman before I was a veteran. I can tell you that, you know, I grew up doing this stuff and I loved it. And I just thought, Boy, you know, after I after I got out of the service, I just thought to myself, I mean, I surely can't be the only the only person in the world that thinks this is good for you. And so, you know, here we are 17 years later, you know, doing it in, you know, in earnest. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's great when folks like you, uh, you know, reach out to us and say, you know, we want to help. 
and um, and and your help, and 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 it means a lot to us. And I, I want to personally thank you and and your staff and and everybody that's behind you, um, helping Pursuit Energy grow. And for all those that are out there in the listening audience, you know, uh, you can go to their website. Um, it, you know, I'll, I'll I've got it open right here. It's PursuitEnergy.com. Okay, and I think you can order products there, can't you, Eric? Yes, you can. So everything's available. Yeah. So uh, you know, encourage you guys to to do that. Um, put 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 a put a put a can of uh, you know of this wonderful energy drink in in your rucksack. Get some of their coffee. Buy some of their jerky, and uh, you know you won't be disappointed. Um, I'm going to lateral it to you, Eric. You you uh, you got any saved rounds? Anything you would like to uh, chat with folks about before we uh, before we call it an episode? No, I think John, you did a great job covering a lot of stuff as far as not only the the products and who Pursuit Energy is, but really allowing me to talk to your audience and let them know uh, really our mission. And I, and I want to reinforce that it's the uh, pursuit is kind of a vehicle. You know, we want to be a, a successful business. We want to sell products that are meaningful to the target audience. But uh, we also like to be a company that that serves. And like I said, I really want to be part, have pursuit really be an important and meaningful part of the hunting community. And also with partners like uh, Wounded Warriors in Action and John and uh we want to make sure that we do the things that we should, we say we want to do, which is support our veteran community. And uh, I'm humbled, and I truly appreciate, John, that, that you've said it's, it's a good partnership that we should pursue. And uh, for 2024, I really look forward to expanding that relationship and making it meaningful to you, uh, supporting you not only on Instagram and other social platforms, but also investing in WWIA so you can really do God's work. And and I think you have aspirations to make it every – the last time we talked, you said that you really want to expand it. So we want to be part of that expansion, and uh, we want to work with you and everyone that supports you to make, make WWIA everything that you want it to be. Uh, I think we got, we're off to a, to a good start, Eric, and we – we appreciate it and your time, certainly. And wish you and your family and all those in your enterprise a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, best of luck as you as we you know creep our way into 2024, buddy. We look forward to the future. You got it. Same thing to you and your team. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, have a healthy and safe 2024. Awesome. All right, buddy. We appreciate you and uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org 
forward slash sponsor. That's www.iaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.